Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. High school football got a facelift, and it comes in something that, I'll be honest, I don't think anybody was expecting. They put as much time and effort and energy into this document. When you when you read it and see how much detail and thought has gone into it, it makes me proud to be a, a Texas high school football coach, to be honest with you. I love the creativity of that decision. They were thinking outside the box. I thought they made some good decisions for the larger populations in our state. When they kick off, we're 35 practices behind. So how do you do that? I, I, I don't know yet, but we're, we're going to do our doggone to, to overcome that. The good, the bad, and the ugly of the UIL's decision concerning fall sports and its huge impact on Texas high school football. Thank you so much for joining me for the latest edition of KRLD In-Depth. I'm Austin York. With so many counties delaying the start of school, all eyes turn to the University Interscholastic League for a unifying answer on how to proceed with the state's true passion, high school football. They announced its tentative plans for the fall sports season like this. Class 6A and 5A football and volleyball will play full seasons, but will start practices on September 7th, five weeks late. Programs in Class 4A and below will remain on the UIL's original schedule and start practices on August 3rd. KRLD's Chris Summer spoke with Greg Tepper. He's the senior editor at Dave Campbell's Texas High School Football who explained the decision. Yeah, high school football got a facelift today, and it comes in something that, I'll be honest, I don't think anybody was expecting. 6A and 5A, the two largest classifications in the state of Texas, will be delayed for uh, uh, five weeks of playoff or five weeks of practices and four weeks of games. So the first games, which were originally scheduled for August 27th through 29th, will now be pushed back until September 24th and 26th. 4A through 1A, so the smaller classifications that are theoretically not as hard hit or more rural, uh, that those will be as scheduled, which means that there will be games on 27-29. What does that mean functionally? That means functionally we're going to have two high school football seasons running concurrently and staggered. That means that we will have – high school football games as scheduled right now into January. Uh, It is a facelift for the UIL. It is, I think, a rather stunning development from the UIL, who usually likes to keep everything all together. For them to break things up between big school and small school really caught me by surprise. 
How frantic a day, Greg, has this become for so many 6A and 5A coaches across the state as they have to now tear up their schedules? I think that there's a lot of moving parts right now, and I think that there may be a fair amount of uh, hair on fire from a lot of coaches in 6A and 5A. I think a lot of the situation is going to be calling your present opponents and saying, hey, are we still good just moving things back? And, and I think a lot of those schedules will stay the same. But you're going to have some very interesting district executive committee meetings coming up, and they have a lot to decide. First of all, what does the district schedule look like? Secondly, uh, what do we do with a situation like forfeits? I think it's unfortunately a statistical inevitability that there are going to be teams that have an outbreak within their own team that will not be able to field a team on a given Friday night. Then what happens? Does that go down as a forfeit? Does that go down as a no contest? What's the situation there? There's still a lot to decide, but the UIL fired the first salvo in the Texas high school football season for 2020. If the big school state playoffs, Greg, start December 10th, have they announced will there be a holiday break over Christmas and New Year's, or is that still TBA? That's still to be determined. We don't know what's going to happen when high school football runs into the holidays. And and kind of the beauty of the original Texas high school football season is that it ends right before uh, Christmas, ends right before that gets ramped up. And so uh, it kind of leads into the holidays. But instead, now the UIL is faced with the prospect of having to straddle uh, the, uh, the different uh, holidays, whether it's Christmas week, which, by the way, Christmas falls on a Friday this year. Uh, you know, as, as, as strange as that is to say. Uh, and then you have next year, the, next week, the New Year's. What will the UIL do? We still don't know. All we know from the UIL is that the 6A and 5A state championship games will be played sometime in January, but they have left that TBA. And we are really anxious to find out exactly what the end of the season looks like. We now know what the beginning of the season looks like, but there's still a lot of questions as far as what the end is going to look like. As you can imagine, reaction was mixed. Some coaches praising the decision, others feeling it was unfair. KRLD's John Little spoke with Arlington Martin head football coach Bob Wager. Well, I think my first reaction is is that you know I'm I'm thankful that they've put as much time and effort and energy into this document. When you when you read it and see how much detail and thought has gone into it, um, it makes me proud to be a, a Texas high school football coach. To be honest with you, I, I think we've all we've all been requesting guidance for an extended period of time. Um, you know, I've, I've done this for 28 years. I certainly cannot remember a more challenging time for our society than what we have right now. And, and basically the information that they gave us today, it, John, it provides hope. And at the end of the day, I think that's what, that's what leaders do is they, they, they provide a glimmer of hope. We've run a strength and conditioning camp here for the last six weeks. We've had, on average, 475 students a day. For the most part, it's the only interaction that they have. Um, it's not just good for them physically. It's good for them psychologically. And I think anything that we can put out there that, that gives kids hope um, is, is to their betterment. Beyond the start date, what stands out to you about what the UIL had to say today and their approach to trying to get uh, football and volleyball and some of these uh, fall sports going in the larger schools? I think, I think just that. You know, I think that, that, that you, you've watched a lot of other states 
uh, throwing their hands up in the air and 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 say we can't we can't do it we can't figure it out. You've seen some some collegiate level athletic programs do that, and and athletics is important in this great state, and and they've worked tirelessly, and I know they've adjusted and have, and, and have adjusted again. I think um, you know if if we're able to execute the plan that they've delivered, you know you think about a uh, you think about a playoff game. Uh, either the day before, either on Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas, that that's never been seen before. You're talking about a state semifinal game and um, you know a state championship game into the month of January, very similar to the college bowl system. And they've afforded us the opportunity to play the entirety of our schedule. Uh, obviously, we all hope and pray that we're able to. Uh, to pull that off and, and execute that. But at the end of the day, I think my biggest takeaway is that what they've delivered today, none of which is, is that drastically different than what we've been doing over the course of the last six weeks with our summer strength and conditioning camp. But at the end of the day, um, it gives kids hope, and, and, and that's what we're really here for. Bottom line is, though, that we've got to continue to do our part as it seems like, you know, (laughs) I feel like I'm walking on a tightrope here by saying this. It seems like some numbers in Tarrant County and and around Texas have leveled off just a little bit. We've got a long way to go, but we've got to keep bringing these numbers down, I would think, in order for um, this to uh, this plan to work. Well, no, no, no question. I mean, our our job is to they've given us a plan. Our job is to execute it and and. You know, I'm proud to tell you that when our when our kids show up, and this is happening across the state, when our kids show up at these summer strength and conditioning camps, you know, we've got dots lined up 10 feet apart that go all the way out into multiple parking lots. They've got multiple drop-off points, multiple pickup points. They do a daily COVID screening. Uh, we take their temperature. They go to a pod of 12 students with one coach. They never, ever leave that pod. It's been consistent since Janu- uh, since June 8th. Um, most of the things that are in that document are things that we've already been able to prove that we can execute. And, um, yes, it's, it's, it's very difficult to predict the future in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, I think anybody that thinks that we're in control of this thing is, um, is mistaken. You know, the, the, the virus is in control. But, but right now, um, we've got best practices. We're executing those best practices. And at the end of the day, um, trusting and, and praying and hoping uh, that these kids have an opportunity to, to participate. Uh, obviously, you know, I loved, I loved my, my high school athletic experience so much that I wanted to be around it for the rest of my life. The, the lessons that I learned, not just on the football field, but in the locker room, um, in all of the other sports that I participated in, they were life lessons that, that uh, have shaped the way that I raised my own family, um, certainly shaped the way that uh, that I coach, and and we desperately want to give the class of 2021 uh, the same opportunities that we were afforded. But for some, the ruling keeps them at a competitive disadvantage. Sunnyvale, which is a 4A school, will have to start practice after September 7th, but all their opponents will be able to start on August 3rd. Sunnyvale is in Dallas County. I spoke with John Settle, who's the athletic director and head coach of the football team, about this dilemma. The lockdown, we were clearly not happy with. You know, we were. It took us out of a position to work with our kids. We we've been, we have been working with our kids in our strength conditioning program with uh, safety protocols in place, and 
you know, we felt really good about, about what we were able to do this summer with our kids, and we kept them safe. And it's, it, it was the only place that they go, um, honestly, where they have to wear a mask, they're socially distanced, everything they touch is disinfected. Uh, there is no other place other than maybe home. So we were disappointed with the Dallas County ruling. We asked for, you know, a variance there, and, uh, and we're still asking, trust me, uh, to, to be able to do that. And then when the UL announcement came, and in my wildest imagination, I, I never expected the classifications would be split. Uh, and then even further in my imagination did I ever dream that, that we, we lost half our season. So what kind of a disadvantage does this put you at, and how are you guys going to overcome it? My coaching staff and I are, you know, we, we've got to find a way to win in August somehow. And whatever that looks like yet, um, you know, I'm not real sure, but we've got to find a way to, to soften the blow, I guess, is a way to put it, of the, of the fact that we're, we're 35 practices behind. So, I mean, when they, when they kick off, we're 35 practices behind. So how do you do that? I, I I don't know yet. You know, I'm, I'm open for suggestions, but we're, we're going to do our doggone to, uh, to overcome that. It seems as if you have a little bit more of an axe to grind with the Dallas County ruling than the UIL ruling. If you look at the ruling from Dallas County, it only applies to public school. You know, they, they say that it's about safety, but yet they're still, they're still performing summer league sports, and there's club volleyball going on and soccer tournaments and baseball tournaments and basketball tournaments. It doesn't make sense. And in none of those places are they doing half the protocols that we do that we have in our public school setting, in our strength conditioning program, in our skills program. None of them. And so the only place where kids right now cannot be is a public school setting or a public school program. That makes no sense. It, it absolutely makes no sense. So it's more of a health issue uh, as far as you're concerned. We have to be able to work with our kids, though, in August. Uh, I mean – not being able to see them for six weeks, and then all of a sudden, September 7th, we're supposed to play football. That's, that's unreasonable. That is our approach that we hope that we can have them at least agree with us that, that we're, we're talking about a safety issue, you know, and, and it's, um, it's, not a, it's not an optimal, um, it's not an optimal scenario situation for our kids to not be able to be in a, a safe environment where they can get stronger and be acclimated when we do get to, to go to school and play football. That, to not be able to do that, in my opinion, is, is unreasonable. So I know you've spoken with some of your uh, kids. What are, you, what are you telling them right now? What's the message? You know, my, my kids are very they're, – they're, they're, they're tough-minded kids, and they're, 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 they're disappointed, but they're, they're, they're pretty resilient, you know. And, 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 you know, here's what I told them. I said, look, I don't like this. Uh, clearly we don't like this. Um, are we at a disadvantage? We are. But – our, our goals, uh, our goals can't for the year can't change. Uh, our goals are always the same, um, no matter what. We, we still want to win that district championship. We still want to win our first game of the playoffs. All those things don't change. And and, and I, you know the thing that I've told our kids are you know we, we I've been here I've been here now ten years and uh, the the things that we hold true in our program the core values and the things we talk about the leadership and competing and being tough minded and all that. We have to be able to overcome obstacles, and, and this is this is how we're approaching it. It, it. it is an obstacle, no question. We've got to find a way to overcome that. But longtime Argyle High School football coach Todd Rogers, also the athletic director for the 4A school, applauds this decision to start the season on time. He explains why with KRLD's John Little. 
I loved the creativity of that decision. They were thinking outside the box. I thought they made some good decisions for the larger populations in our state. I don't think any of that stuff was bad. I think it was all good. Are we going to have state, the same state championships as a 5A and 6A? No. If we're all playing in it or to some degree playing uh, in those semifinal games, none of us will even care. It's an opportunity for us to to win a state championship, and I think the healthiest team with the healthiest community has got a chance to get there, and I'm looking forward to those types of challenges. But even with the decision, there is a long time between now and August 3rd, and a lot that could happen between now and then. Uh, that's no doubt. We're, we're going to have um, lots of people. I would usually phrase that as lots of cooks in the kitchen. We're going to have lots of people influencing uh, the outcome of the season. It's a tangled web that we've weaved for ourselves, and and uh, the influences of county judges, uh, commissioners, uh, the CDC, the UIL, and the governor, you know, hopefully uh, can uh, help us out with that as we work through figuring out COVID-19 and how it relates to fall sports. Yeah, there's no so far different order on schools in Denton County where you are, but there are some different orders for Dallas and Tarrant counties. Uh, tell us how that can mess with your schedule. Just to start with middle school, uh, we were in a middle school district with teams in Tarrant County, and they're not able to play till October. So we have several periphery schools, um, namely Springtown, Decatur, Mineral Wells, along with us that are mixed in with those Tarrant County schools. And so that's posing a challenge. But we met today and were able to come to some kind of resolution about how to move forward for the 2021 school year. But at the high school level, it's much the same. You know, they're not putting any limitations on sub-varsity sports by any stretch of the imagination. So it's equivalent of realignment day times 10 uh, because you're taking in all the factors of COVID-19 and realignment in the season starts in just, you know, just a few weeks. How is the COVID-19 situation in Argyle ISD right now? I really believe my community has handled it so well. Moms and dads have filled out the COVID screen. In the morning, we've had temperature checks. We've had follow-up emails. We have a COVID director who communicates with all these parents, and they've just done a fabulous job of making sure they did their part. We've had a very successful summer with strength and conditioning, but that doesn't mean we hadn't had people quarantine and, and self-quarantine after playing AAU basketball games, summer baseball games, cheerleading, AAU volleyball. Uh, we, we've had our challenges by no stretch of the imagination, but we haven't shut down completely. I think that's just kind of a microcosm of, of what's going to happen when we go into the fall. Obviously, football not the only thing affected by the UIL decision. What about volleyball and band? Carol D's Kristen Diaz spoke with Denton ISD Superintendent Dr. Jamie Wilson about what they've been doing to keep their band safe during this pandemic. So if in, in our school system, um, we're working through our band. Our band kids have been practicing with shields for uh, since the first part of July, last part, latter part of June, um, doing the social distancing guidelines and the requirements. And you can pretty much go to any of our high school uh, social media pages and see pictures and photos of our students spread out on the band field um, with their shields and temperature checks and all the different things that people have told us made a difference. Uh, that's what we've been doing. Um, we've had upwards of 150 band students at Braswell High School um, since uh, the week before 4th of July um, without incident so far. That's awesome. And just a last question and, and, and just curious, what do you do with kids who don't want to wear a mask? 
Well, I, I think whenever we work through it, it's just like a dress code issue for us. Um, um, these are the, this is the part about being safe here. We are purchasing um, CDC recommended gaiters for all of our students in their high school colors and logos, middle school colors and logos, school district colors and logos at all the elementary levels that, that enable that to be something you can pull up and pull down based upon um, how close you are to your neighbor and, and where you, we're trying to make sure we teach them the appropriate way to stay safe themselves and to keep other people safe. So that's not any different than any other dress code issue we deal with in schools. Um, it's just, you're, you're always going to have, you think about a high school student, you're always going to have some folks that are defiant to what you're asking them to do. And you have to explain to them the why, and this is why we do that up here. And, and you work through it at the lower levels. Um, you know, the, um, the ability to transmit COVID for students that are 10 and under is about half as much as an adult. Um, so there's not that same level of transmission with a younger student. Uh, the, the, and the reason for that is they're smaller and not face-to-face with grown-ups. And um, as they get older and get bigger and get more face-to-face with the adults, um, you know, those, those droplets can exchange because you're at face level. So um, it's interesting what we're learning. Um, I never thought I would have to learn so much about disease <laughs> and disease transmission uh, when we got into education. In the end, it all comes down to the UIL, and their directors say they didn't feel comfortable canceling everything in the summer. But Dr. Jamie Harrison with the UIL says that's always an option should cases spike in the state. These experiences um, to compete are extremely valuable to students, and we want them to have that opportunity if at all possible. So just giving up in the middle of July and canceling seasons is not an option on the table for us today. But as we move forward into the calendar and see what new challenges come our way, uh, we will maintain flexibility so that we can adjust as needed. Now, there's no doubt this is a big deal, not only just in North Texas, but the entire state. And KRLD will be keeping an eye on how things play out. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast, KRLD In-Depth. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of KRLD In-Depth. I'm Austin York. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.